Swami, Jai Shri Krishna Guru. Thank you for joining Devi Mahatmya, day 3 today. And wishing you all a very happy Navratri. Om Shri Guru Pyo Namaha, Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha, Om Shri Saraswataya Namaha, Om Shri Guru Dattatre Namaha, Om Shri Mahalakshmi Namaha, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwarahar, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmai Shri Guru Ve Namaha. Shri Devi Mahatmyam. So we are doing the second episode and in that it is the fourth chapter. Which is Meditation on Mahalakshmi. Wielding in her hands the string of beads, battle axe, mace, arrow, thunderbolt, lotus, bow, water pot, cudgel, lance, sword, shield, conch, bell, wine cup, trident, noose and the discus. Sudarshana, she has a complexion of coral and is seated on a lotus. I worship here that Mahalakshmi, the vanquisher of the Asura Mahisha. So yesterday we learnt about how the goddess fought the great demon Mahishasura. So today let us see what happens after that. But before that I will give a very small recap. So last two days we have learnt about the demons and who are they. The first two demons who came out from the wax of the Vishnu's ear. That was Madhu and Kaitam. So what does Madhu represent? Just for your recap, Madhu are those who are very sweet talkers. Never get carried away by them. See, please remember, I'm not saying you should not believe people who speak sweetly. There is a very huge difference between what I'm saying here. There are a lot of very nice people, really good people who are genial with their speech. They are genuinely sweet. So you need to learn to understand the difference between who are genial and who are just sweet talkers to get their work done or they have some ulterior motives in them. So don't fall for such people. Especially the sweet talkers in the world, you know, they'll praise you to heavens and then they know how to get their work done. The second is this Kaitaba. Kaitaba is who? The demon within us. He doesn't want to let us hear to our own inner voice, the divine voice, which is constantly telling, look, I am here. And it is giving you the right guidance. You know, it's telling you, do this, do that, don't do this. It's giving you the right, you know, guidance. But we don't listen to our inner voice. So be very careful of this Kaitaba. That is the demon who doesn't allow you to listen to anybody, especially your inner self. So, you know, go and kill this demon. So we have learned how Lord Shri, um, uh, Lord Vishnu kills this demons. Okay. The next, in, in yesterday's episode, we learned about how the goddess is now born out of the, you know, all the gods. The When they are praised, you know, when she is being praised, when she is invoked, the goddess is being born. She is, you know, the gods then give all their weapons to her so that she can kill this great demon. What does that represent? The goddess is being born. Please remember, this is an active and passive principle. The active principle is Shakti. It's represented by the word power or potencies or energy. So it is the Lord's potencies. It is the Lord's energy. 
So if you have listened to yesterday's, you know, Devi Mahatmya Parayan, in that it is so beautifully mentioned that she is born from the, you know, big ball of effulgence from each of those gods, you know, like Vishnu, Maheshwar, and she becomes this beautiful form. And then every god, you know, gives his, the best weapon he has to her. And she is the power potency of the Lord, Shakti, the one who goes and fights the demon. So she is a doer. She is a fighter. So it is an active and a passive principle. So that is Purusha and Prakriti. Shiv and Shakti. So that is what we call her energy. So even if you take Lord Sri Krishna, he never does. He will always say, my universe works for me. It is my Prakriti who is my Prakriti who does. It is my mother. So she is the mother of this universe who's born and through her, she, you know, she has different manifestations, the power potencies who work, who works for the divine Lord, the almighty Lord. And she's a doer. She's a Shakti, the energy, the power potency of the divine Lord, which is all within us. We are the Shakti. We are that energy of the Divine Lord. We can do anything we aspire to achieve in our world. It's just that we have to do. You know, like in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Sri Krishna says, lift your bow and arrow and fight. Likewise, even in, in this Devi Mahatmyam, it is all about the Devi has to go fight the demons. And the demons are not just outside. It is first within us. We have to conquer our own mind, win our own self. That is the most important thing. So Devi Mahatmyam is to understand that I am this Devi, the greatness that exists within me because I have all the divine potencies, the capabilities, the, you know, the, the weapons within me. And how do I use that to serve my Swadharma in following the path of Dharma? That is what it is very important. Every scripture only teaches this. And now, let us understand what the demons were. And I am sure you learned how many demons she was fighting. And in that, a very important mention, there was a mention, the word called fatigue. I am just recapping this for you so that you understand. You should not forget yourself. You know, you should not forget who you are yourself at any point in time. And don't say, I am tired, you know, I am, I feel weak. And all that stuff you should not say because, you know, after fighting so many, you know, huge armies of the Asuras, the demons, the Devi never was fatigued. And on the contrary, she said, yeah, yeah, you come, I will show, I see how I will slay you. And she uses different weapons to kill different Rakshasas, different demons. Please remember, you can't use the same weapon to kill all sorts of demons. What does that mean? See, within us, we have different, different demons. Some like Madhu Kaitaba or, you know, other uh, Chikshura. We, we learned so many names, you know, yesterday, yesterday's Devi Mahatmyam. And, uh, and in that, it is mentioned that you have to use a different weapon to kill different demons. Likewise, if you have a problem with waking up in the morning, you have to use a different weapon, which is about, you know, keeping the alarm, ensuring that you, you put all your energy and force to wake yourself up. See, disciplining is a very important aspect. So how do you attain all of this? So you have to use the different capabilities. That is, which means it's a different weapons that you have to use. And finally, what happens the Mahishasur gets very angry when she, he sees that 
Devi Ma is destroying, you know, she's literally killing all the Asuras. She's already slain everybody. She has vanquished all them, all of them, okay? So he gets very angry. Now he takes a buffalo form. Now who is this buffalo? Inertia and lethargy. The word itself says, right? Mahisha. Mahisha means buffalo. What does buffalo represent within us? Which is lazy, lethargy, inertia, filled with inertia. We don't want to do anything. We just want to sit there, lay around and not do even, not even lift our finger. We want everything today, you know, in the world of automation, we are so given into this tamasic tendencies. So what do we do? We sit in our, you know, we sit in our place. We operate every, everything through a remote control. Our life itself has become automatic, you know. Everything we want it automatic. We don't want to move. Even if you take fan, you know, those days we would get up to turn on the switch. To turn on whether it is light or fan or anything. Today, everything is smart home. You know, you just take a phone and you use your phone to power on everything. So that is how Kaliva, tamasic tendencies have become predominant in our, within us. So the next thing what happens? The tamas, then he becomes a lion. And what does lion mean? So when, did, when someone points out to you, what is this? You're lazing all around. You're not doing a single work. You're just becoming a lazy bone. Get up and do something. We get angry. And then what do we do? We say, you know what? I know I've all done this. You don't come and tell me. I've already achieved all of this in my life. So that comes... You know, that is an ego which talks. You don't say things to me. I already do. I have done this. You don't teach me. This is how we behave. And what does it mean? It's it's a attitude. It's about, oh, it's it's an ego. It's kind of saying, oh, I have it. I know everything. So then, then comes another attitude. The moment you somebody keeps telling you, you get very angry. Then again, the the asura is born. He takes a form again of a, the demon, which is in the human form. He comes back from the lion, he becomes that human. And then it, what does it mean? He gets very infuriated. And every time you tell him again, he says, don't tell me. You get infuriated. Very much angry. And then he says, you don't come and teach me. And you don't tell me to do this. I have done this in my past. I have achieved. So that is going back to again the man form. So don't fall for these things. This is what happens to us. And the last is, he again gets back into, no, not before the, um, after the man form, he comes back again as, what elephant form? The demon becomes like an elephant. What does elephant represent? It's pride, arrogance. You know, don't, you know, I am the mighty one. I know it all. I am the greatest one in this world. So that is an inflated ego sort of. See, arrogance, haughtiness, pride which is not good, again, that is detrimental, whether it is in the material world or spiritual or in your personal world. It is never going to allow you to do anything in your life. You will always either live in the past glories or you would live thinking that you have, you know, thinking no end of yourself, thinking that you have done everything. And once again, when you are given a peace of mind or told, you know, what is this kind of haughtiness you have, pride and arrogance, look at you. You know, when you say all of that, again, we go back in that, Buffalo form, which again means I have an apathetic attitude. I sort of self-pitying, which is all tamasic tendencies, by the way. Then I'm going to sit and do nothing. I'm going to become a martyr in my life. So this is the demons which are going to keep taking that form. But also, there's a very important thing I taught you yesterday is in Devi Mahatmya, which is about, it says, Mahishasur, 
you know, took the throne of Indradev. So what does it mean? The Mahis, the, the inertia, that lethargy, the tamasic tendencies, it's become the king. So when it, oh, it's become the king, there is king of uh, heavens, which is the, it's taken the place of Indradev. What does it mean? So we are in the control of the tamas, tamasic tendencies within us. So it is never going to allow us to either do whether it is at home or outside. It's never going to allow us to you know do our job. It's always going to keep keep us in that loop continuously. Why? Because we have succumbed to that. So you need to use all that potentials that you have to kill these demons within you and rising above. Please remember, these demons have immortality because their guru is Shukracharya who has, who, who can revive these demons. When they die, he can bring them back to life again. So they have an immortality. They don't actually die. That is the reason why you will see that some days you will say, okay, I have overcome this in my life. And if you even utter or even think something strange happens in the within the next few days it could be few hours you will end up doing what you have thought that you have been able to overcome that is what these demons do which means they'll tell you look i am not i am not dead i am very much alive and they'll wake up and then they will wake up and then destroy that thing that you have been able to overcome whether it is being lazy or lethargy Whatever that you think you have achieved, they will come to destroy. That is the job of these demons. So you have to fight fiercely. You have to use all the ability, potentials to, you know, and then destroy these demons within you first. Once you conquer within you, once you are victorious within yourself, then you can achieve anything in this world. And there is no stopping for you. So that is a quick recap of what I taught yesterday from Devi Mahatmyam Parayan that is episode 2 chapter 2 and 3. So now we will continue with fourth chapter. The sage said, when the most valiant and wicked Asura and the army of the enemies of gods were slain by the goddess, the hosts of gods headed by Indra lauded her. Their necks and shoulders bowed in salutation and their bodies charming with horripilations of delight. All this world has been pervaded by the goddess through her soul free, sorry, soul force, which has embodied itself in the form of the joint forces of the entire host of gods. To her, the mother, worthy of worship by all the gods and seers, we bow in devotion. May she arrange for us auspicious things. The infinite Lord, Brahma and Shiva, cannot adequately describe her unparalleled glory. May she, Chandika, be pleased to give thought to the protection of the entire world and to the destruction of the fear of evil, fear of evil. See, most important, we don't have to fear anything and we are capable of winning anything in our world. So there is nothing to be fearful of and especially the evil. When the great goddess is there, when you are the divine being, when her protection is there with you, why fear any evil? So don't ever fear anything in this world. And you are capable of fighting any battles, whether it is within or outside you. Thou art prosperity and beauty in the man mansions of those who perform good deeds. Poverty and ugliness in the case of those disposed towards evil. Intelligence in the heart of those who possess a cultivated mind. What is very important and where does she live? 
intelligence in the heart of those who possess a cultivated mind, faith in the good folk and modesty in those born in a noble family. We bow down to thee, O Devi, protect the universe. So the gods are now praising and lauding her. O Devi, how can we describe thy form? It cannot be grasped by the mind. And how to extol thy excessive wailer playing havoc amongst the Asuras and those exploits of thine in battles surpassing all those of the divine and the Asuric hosts. Thou art the cause of all the worlds. Thou art made up of the three gunas, yet a stranger to their attendant defects. Thou art beyond the ken of perception of even Vishnu, Shiva and others. Refuge of all art thou. This world, this whole world is a portion of thine. Yeah, thou art the primordial, unmanifest, supreme Prakriti. O Devi, thou art Swaha, by uttering which all the goddess, godheads get satisfaction in all the sacrifices. Thou art also the cause of satisfaction to the Pitris. That is why thou art called Swadha as well by people. O Devi, thou art supreme knowledge, the cause of liberation. Thou, Bhagavati, constituting great unthinkable austerities, art practiced by sages who reject all their shortcomings, keep their senses well under restraint, know the essence of truth and seek liberation. Soul of sound, treasure trove of immaculate rick, ejus and salmon, whose arrangement of words is beautiful with the resonance of Omkara. Thou, Bhagavati, art the three Vedas. O Devi, thou, who destroyest the great distress of all the worlds, art the common speech for carrying on in the workday world. O Devi, thou art verily Gauri, established by the moon-crested Shiva. Lakshmi, who has taken abode solely in the heart of Vishnu, the enemy of Kaitava, Saraswati, the intellect, knowing the essence of all Shastras, Durga, seated unattached, the boat for crossing the unfordable sea of existence. How beautiful it is. See, that this Devi is the grace you have to seek. And when you seek her, she gives and she bestows everything, that which you can't even imagine. And in this case, Durga seated unattached, the boat for crossing the unfordable sea of existence. Smiling and pure, resembling the orb of a full moon, glowing like pure shining gold, was thy face. Yet, it is very strange that on seeing it, Mahishasura became furious and struck it with violence. O Devi! Even more strange was the fact that Mahishasura did not breathe his last immediately. He's, sorry, his last immediately. He saw thy angry face, terrible with eyes bros, knit and crimson, like the rising moon, who breathes after beholding the enraged Lord of Death. Devi, thou art supreme. Be gracious for the existence here. Enraged, thou destroyest forthwith the families. We have known this now, that the huge army of Mahishasura hath been vanquished. 
to whomsoever thou art gracious thou even grant grantest them prosperity they are well esteemed in the countries theirs is the wealth theirs the fame and their pursuit of dharma perish not they are the fortunate ones who have devoted children servants and wives devi by thy grace the doer of good acts does daily with great faith all the deeds conducive to dharma and always doing so reaches heaven o devi art thou not therefore the giver of the fruit in all the three worlds when thou art remembered in a crisis thou removes the fear of all beings when remembered by those stationed in themselves thou grantest them the most auspicious thought o dispeller of poverty suffering and fear who else except thee has an ever compassionate heart to render her sorry to render help to everybody how beautiful see the devi doesn't differentiate between anyone one most important characteristics of the devi is what you need to understand whenever devi is angry or she's she's upset it's not upset she's angry you know she's destroying these demons you know in all of this she's very compassionate because all these demons are attacking her do you even see that because when the devi is killing the demon isn't the demon getting liberation he's getting liberated and she's the one who's killing him imagine how blessed these demons are to be you need to always think this something very strange isn't it all of those who are getting killed are still attaining the divine lord that is the beauty and that is why we call all of this the play it's a leela there is nothing good and bad this is just an illusion it's only you know we are born to experience and attain liberation more than liberation i would say it's god realization that is why we have this human birth and most important is to one is to the higher purpose highest purpose is to attain god realization and second most important thing is to do your swadharma which is serving your purpose of being born as this human being by following the path of righteousness but what does this asuras and everything represent they are following the path of unrighteousness and that is why the devi is very benevolent she redeems them actually by destroying and killing them the evil propensities which means we human beings have both the divine and the demonic nature within us so that to become the divine you have to destroy the demonic tendencies and propensity that exists within us with the grace of this divine and through the great knowledge so knowledge is there to cut asunder the ignorance that is what the real knowledge is all about so we have to use this knowledge to destroy and dispel the darkness of our ignorance within us and become that effulgent being that is all it means about devi mahatmya this is a spiritual way of understanding the other aspect how it applies in the material world in the in the day day to day existence is that that you have all these capabilities so you can be a good human being a good person okay to wherever you are right to your family to your children to your the society around and you can serve the purpose of the divine by being a satvik person means your good self having the all the divine endowments within you so which which means you're walking the path of righteousness you're only on the path of dharma that is what it means where you're not going to 
you know become negative you're not going to become hatred hateful to someone somebody around you're not going to live in your past you're not going to do all of that that is what means being your good self and you will do whatever that which you have to do your duties to the highest of your abilities you will do everything in a clockwork precision but for you to achieve that you have to first go through this you know overcome all the demons that exist in your world and empower the devi within you who is so great who is so powerful you are the devi there is no devi outside of you understand you are the devi and realize your hidden potentials and become the most beautiful goddess that is what is devi mahatmyam let the world know how great you are let the world understand the greatness of who you are that is what you have to achieve so let us quickly continue if these are slain the world will attain happiness let them be committing sins for a long stay in hell but they can go to heaven by meeting their death in battle see that's exactly what i was teaching you now o devi thinking does thou has slain the enemies this is certain so the devi is very compassionate even when she is angry and killing she is actually redeeming them why the why does sorry why does thou not reduce all the asuras to ashes by a look the fact that thou employest weapons to fight the foes in order that even those enemies purified by weapons may attain higher worlds shows the kind thought thou has towards these those unkind ones how beautiful the divine being is very very gracious very compassionate benevolent we can never fathom the greatness of this divine mother any divinity for that matter they are the ultimate compassionate beings and they come and shower they bestow upon everybody whether somebody is a foe whether somebody is you know uh, you know friend it doesn't matter everyone is equal to them their grace is on everybody they don't differentiate between anyone but please remember they will always be on the path on the path of dharma and on the on the side of the truth that is where they will stand eyes of the asuras have not been put out by the fierce lightning flashes of shining swords and the mass of light emerging from the points of the trident this is so because they were seeing thy face adorned with the crescent moon emitting cool rays o devi thy thy nature is to subdue the deeds of the wicked what what is her nature is to subdue the deeds of the wicked and who's the wicked the, te- the demonic tendencies within us so what does she does she subdues them likewise this thy form cannot be grasped by thought and has no parallel with other things and thy wailer destroys those who take away the god's prowess thus mercy has been exhibited even to the enemies by the how beautiful mercy she is merciful being even to the enemies she has exhibited her mercy that is why she is great that is why she is the devi what can be the comparison to this to this thy prowess and where one can find a form like thine very captivating and at the same time striking fear in the enemies o devi giver of the best in all the triple world only in the have been seen compassion in the heart and harshness in the battle 
the entire, this is very beautiful, compassion in the heart and harshness in the battle. That is who she is. She is very compassionate. You know, Lord Sri Krishna has taught something very beautifully. He always, even to the enemy, he is very compassionate and he's, he redeems them by killing them compassionately with love alone. But exhibiting harshness in the battle. That's how it is. But the Lord himself is not going to do. In Lord Sri Krishna's case, it is the universe which works for him because he is the ultimate. The entire triple world has been saved by the, by the destruction of foes. And the hosts of foes have been led to heaven by being killed in the battlefront. See, they have been led to heaven. Our fear rising out of the haughty asuras has been dispelled. Salutations to thee. O Devi, guard us with spear, mother, guard us with the sword, with the ring of the bell, guard us, and with the twang of the bowstring. Protect us in the east, in the west, Chandika, protect us in the south, Ishwari, likewise, in the north, whirling the thy spear. Whatever are thy auspicious forms, and whatever thy terrible forms that move about in the triple world, with them protect us, and the earth as well. Mother, Protect us from everything with whatever weapons, tie, tender, hand contacts, the sword, the trident, the mace and the like. The sage said, Thus the upholder and sustainer of the worlds was lauded by the gods and worshipped with flowers produced in garden, nandana and with fragrant sandal paste. Oh my God! It's a very secret being revealed right now. Worshipped with flowers produced in the garden, Nandana. Nidivan, we say, you know, the holy, the basil, holy basil forest. Nandana and with fragrant sandal paste. Who is she actually? She is Lord Sri Krishna herself. The Lord is, it is Krishna Kali. Okay, so here the secret is the fragrant sandal paste. Who is actually worshipped with fragrant sandal paste? It is Lord Sri Krishna. That is the truth. See, these are all goddesses, okay? That is what we have to understand. Please remember, this body has no knowledge. The words are of his divine wisdom alone. Everything that comes from my mouth is the words of the divine wisdom. I have not opened after last year's Parayan. I am just opening here. Whatever is coming from my mouth is coming from where? The, the divine Lord himself. So that is the truth which is being revealed. I hope you understand this truth. She was offered with devotion by all the gods, the divine incense, gracious and benign, in countenance, and she spoke to all gods, bowing in salutations. The goddess said, Let the gods choose whatever they desire from me. The god said, Thy eminence has done everything. Nothing is left to be done as our enemy Mahishasura has been killed. Great Goddess, if a boon has to be conferred on us by thee, whenever we think of thee, destroy our great sufferings. Mother of immaculate face, whosoever is the mortal who praises thee with these lords, may thou who are gracious to us be so to him for the plenitude of knowledge, growth, glory along with opulence in wealth and household comforts like wife etc. O king, the sage said, O king, thus propitiated by the gods for the sake of the world and for their own sake, Bhadrakali said yes and vanished. O protector of the earth, 
So far has been said how the goddess desiring the wheel of the three worlds was born long ago from the bodies of the gods. Again how as a helper of the gods she manifested out of Gauri's body for the protection of the world and for the destroyal of wicked asuras as well as Shumba and Nishumba. I shall relate. Listen to it. I shall tell as it happened. Reem Om. Here ends the fourth of Devi Mahatmyam in Markandeya Purana during the period of Savarni Ramane. That is a very powerful lesson. I hope you understood today who this great Devi is. She is Krishna Kali. She is Krishna herself. There is not nobody outside of him. Please understand the truth is Krishna is the ultimate. He is the supreme divine consciousness. He is the father in the heaven. He is the ultimate, the supreme personality of Godhead. From him emanates everybody else. So he himself manifests and it is said it is the Lord's power potencies. The Ma, the Shakti is the power potency of Lord himself and it is him alone. So with that, I think we've learnt a very beautiful lesson today. So here we end this and next we'll continue tomorrow which is day 4. Wishing you all once again a very happy Navratri. Thank you for joining Devi Mahatmya Parayan. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namaha Om Shri Gurudev Datta Om Shri Sachidananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai Om Namo Bhagavade Vasudevaya Digambara Digambara Shri Padvallava Digambara Om Shri Krishna Guru Nathanathai Shri Guruve Namaha Om Devi Durgaya Namaha Om Shri Krishna Arpanam Namastu Krishnam Bande Jagadguru